It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Welcome to it. Um, fun show today. Yeah. I really get to wrap up a pretty good week of shows. So I thought it was it was good. It was. First time we are back together for a full week for a long time. Next week's a short week. Yeah. Next long weekend coming up here for family day. What do you got planned? I'm heading to Fernie. Very nice. Going snowboarding for the weekend. Yeah. Very Maybe nice. What about you? Uh, my family's out of town, so oh yeah, I get a lot of work done in my shop. Mm-hmm. And then they're back on Sunday because we're going to the Flames game on Monday. So oh, that's awesome. It should be fun. Sweet. Weather's supposed to be nice here. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, today on the show, I'm going to include what did you learn today because it's a it's a good one. We're going to talk about stashing weed in a funny place. Some etymologies. Uh, something a little unsettling that happened to my wife McKenna at the gym. There's a teacher's convention in town right now. Yeah, there is. It's a big deal. The goat of bad band names. A friend of the show sent us this disgusting video and had me watch it live on the air. Uh, it's gross. Yeah, it is gross. Uh, we did a... My wife told me not to do this, and uh, I said, no, I'm doing it. So you'll hear this parody I made for her (laughs) to try to get her to do something I've been asking her to do for a while. (laughs) We're going to talk about your inner monologue and an embarrassing food to order at a restaurant right after your out-of-context clip of the show. Your car is the dirty, dirty, dirtiest car. Shauna podcast. A friend on Instagram posted this the other day um, about ordering fajitas at a restaurant. And you know, when they come, they get served to you and they come, like the, the server will hustle it through the restaurant and they're crackling and yeah, spitting. Yeah, sizzling. Yeah. This person said, I'll take the fajitas and please let them cool off a bit and bring them on a standard plate. I don't need a spectacle. <laughs> It is fairly obnoxious said, how they roll through the restaurant. Yeah. His friend said it's almost as embarrassing to be served crackling ass fajitas as it is to be serenaded with happy birthday by the wait staff. It's up there, isn't it? It is up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, drawing attention to yourself for sure. Yeah. And if you're the type of person who doesn't like to stand out in public, who yeah. just wants, then the fajitas are not for you. Not to mention, it's a scene. It really is. And then there's no room on the table either. Excuse me while I clear the whole table, please, because I have four dishes coming, one sizzling. Then there's the giant basket of all the, the fixings and then the side plate for your. Yeah, it's true. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's visually loud. Oh, my God. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's actually loud, but it's. We're, we're going to need another table over here as well yeah i asked my brother about that because my brother is a big foodie but yeah. he also he's the when he goes to the gym he won't do he won't do exercises that he feels are too visually loud mm. there's too much movement involved he won't do it because he doesn't want to draw any attention to himself he just wants to do his thing and get out of there i'm kind of like yeah. that too like some of the goofy exercises oh I'm, some of them are really goofy i'm like i'm not going to do that in the gym in front of people <laughs> you know? do much i'll do it off in the corner sometimes if i can find a little corner no one can see me in but outside of that i'm i'm gonna pass on that one a gym should have a corner like maybe when the spin For studio is like, get your goofy ass in there yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it just says goofy-ass exercises over here, so you're all doing it together at least. That would be nice. People doing all the jumping and oh, all yeah. the shadow boxing and stuff. There you go. Yeah. Get in there. Get The, the weird yoga poses, like right where your ass is in somebody else's, like that kind of stuff. Just save that for the goofy area. 
Can we That's actually hilarious. have that? That would be great. Goofy Corner. Goofy Corner in yep. the gym? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know when they give you a tour when you join a gym? Yep. And they're like, okay, here are the men's change rooms, women's change rooms, okay, and here's our free weight section. Do you like to do anything real goofy, yep. real loud and silly? Well, then right in <laughs> right through these doors. Actually, we can't show you what's happening in there because that's the thing about Goofy Corner is you can only be in there for doing something goofy. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was watching the Netflix show You recently and thinking about how Penn Badgley, the lead character there, he has to do a ton of post-production voicing. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I was watching that show because... Like, it's all his inner monologue. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's all him talking... In his own head. When he's not speaking on screen or yeah. another character isn't speaking, he's basically narrating what's happened. What's and I was happening. Just like, yeah, that is a lot. Oh, that guy worked his ass off for that show. Whatever yeah. they paid him, he earned it. That's so. what I was thinking. Like, I was just like, man, you have to do that. And, whew. and then I got thinking about what my inner monologue might sound like because it sounds a little different when he does it than his regular voice when he's talking, too. Like, he's got more of a. You know, yeah. a quieter kind of way of talking because, again, he wants to indicate this is his his mind. And it's really interesting because the, the concept of the show is that you know, this I don't think this is a spoiler, but he's a killer. Yeah. And he's you hear him justifying the reason that he's doing it in his mm-hmm. head. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. It's a cool concept. Totally. Um, yeah. And so it got me thinking maybe it would be funny to to write our own inner monologues. But I was thinking like you should write mine. <laughs> And then I'll write yours, okay. and then we have to say it in our inner monologue voice, like our kind of distinctive voice that makes it. So I just sent you uh, kind okay. of a little script for. I'm going to send you yours too here. Okay, great. Because I don't want you to see it. No, no. Can... That's why I just send it to you now so that okay. you can. Okay. So, so I'm reading this for the first time. Yes. In my inner monologue? In your inner monologue voice, okay. your best one. Okay. My family is out of town this weekend. Yes, I can hammer pizza into my gut locker for three straight days. I mean, pepperoni is bicep fuel. You know, my eyes really are close together. I look I look a bit like a baboon in the tall grasses of Africa. Uh-oh, my pre-workout is kicking in. I may have to launch a butt shuttle in the second floor. <laughs> a butt shuttle. Launch a butt launch shuttle. Launch a butt shuttle. Okay, that's what you say to yourself in your own inner monologue uh, voice. That, that so that's good, what that's what it sounds like in my head, That's hey? good. Yeah, okay. that, that's what it sounds like. And that, you had a good voice for it, too. Like, it sounds like I was like trying to sell it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I've Your got turn. yours here. Okay. It's cold in here. I'm cold. It's, it's true. I say those. Better check the snow report at Lake Louise. Was two extra large coffees enough this morning? I'm going to dummy, dummy the toilet later. <laughs> Why did we... We both went there, didn't we? <laughs> You know, we spend too much time in the studio together. We're pooping. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've joked before about how so many young guys keep spotless vehicles, but cluttered or downright gross living spaces. Yeah. Well, young women are often the opposite. They'll have cute and pristine places and the filthiest cars. It's true. You used to be like this. Yeah. Your car used to be a disaster. Your place is always clean. Although my crap box, it was just different. You know, it got to a certain point where it was there was a point of no return. I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to let it go now. Like, the dumpster has it. The animals that are within, are it's their car now. Now you're you know? a bit more mature and yeah. you have a nicer vehicle. I do. And both are very clean. I keep it clean, yeah. Um, McKenna does not keep a clean vehicle. No. I clean the vehicles, and with hers, it is just a constant battle against entropy. Like, I mean, you have kids, too. It's, it makes it a lot harder to keep a clean vehicle when you have kids around. I get the distinct feeling that if we didn't have kids, it wouldn't be much better. Oh, okay. Because I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, kids will trash a vehicle, for sure. I mean, I, I do but, remember the time you told the story about how she tossed an entire apple core back. 
just, 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 just into the like, back, like, like not a garbage can or out the window, but like into the back of the vehicle, which is hilarious. And um, like hers isn't horrible. I've been in much worse vehicles, but if I wasn't pressuring her to stay on top of it, slash cleaning it myself, yeah, I I would hate to see the situation. Fair. Um, and she like leaves stuff on the seats, just like asking to get the windows smashed, you know? And I'm oh, like, God, okay. don't do this. Yeah, everything stays in there. Mm. Um. But I've tried talking to her. It hasn't worked. So instead, I thought I would enlist uh, your help with this, Shauna, yeah. and the help of our friends Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Purse on the seat, on the an seat. empty coffee, coffee cup collection. collection. You're attracting thieves. Such a filthy mess. A filthy the mess. windows have a film, and in the space between the seats are crumbs from times you stopped for food. Remnants of food. Your car is the dirty, dirty. Car with garbage in the doors and more shit on the floors. Now, who is going to clean this? It's not you, not you. La la. and Shauna podcast. Question for you Yes, it didn't sound like you censored shit. So are you guys just going to, are you guys, is the plan to just eat the fine or have we finally reached a progressive era where we can say words on the radio now? You know what? I, uh, I meant to censor it and I finished editing that song like 10 seconds before we played it. So to I, be, to be <laughs> fair, we have, um, we have songs that say shit. Yeah. We've told the line with that ourselves in the past because we kind of are like, ah, the odd time is like if it if it does go through it's whatever you know. We like to we like to just toe that line sometimes. And so. it also wasn't me who said it. It was Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It was, so. yeah. Well, there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Yeah, I mean, it, I I agree with you. I think yeah, like shit is it should it should be allowed to be like not using it too much. Yeah, but I think that letting yeah. the odd one fly should totally be allowed. Like I don't understand what the big deal is, but. I agree. I saw a whole thing yesterday. It was a chart somebody's done about replacing violent language in the workplace. And it was stuff like, uh, no longer say shoot you an email. Because that is like... Oh my goodness. Wow. Or let's, yeah, let's change... Uh, uh, like, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. Oh my God. I was, just, I was like, what's next? Like, you're not going to go shoot hoops? He shoots, he scores, and not last. Yeah, step. I'll hit you up next week. Any of that, man? That's soft. Oh, I'd have a hard time working yeah. in a in a place that was that soft. Yeah, I would probably just bring it from the rafters. Or... Well, if you get a parrot home from Shane Holmes, you can yell shit as loud as you want in there. Among other things, whatever you want, your neighbors won't hear it because of that next level soundproofing. You can you can drop Bill Jefferson levels of shit. Go ahead, Shauna, give us your best Bill Jefferson. Shit. <laughs> That's how he does it. Yeah, he used to do that from the basement when he was working because he worked from home, and we would hear it three levels up and be like, oh, that's not good. That wouldn't happen in a Shane home. Sure wouldn't. You'd have some shit like Clay Davis from The Wire. She. Clarence is going <laughs> to... 
Uh, we're actually meeting with our friends from Shane Home for lunch right away here. Yeah, right we after are. After we finish this podcast. So we'll ask if there's any message they want to pass along to our PissCast fans, our friends of Venus Heads. Yeah. Um, see if they're okay with our super stupid segues that yeah. we do. Um, yeah, those might end. They might be like, those are the dumbest things I've ever heard. And it's like, okay, fair. Yeah. You know what, though? Hopefully they get it, though, because if you just, like, with a, with a podcast advertisement, if you just read, you know, like, copy, yeah. no one listens to Nobody that. listens. They Nobody tune them out. listens. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really even matter what you're saying, I don't think. Just nope. as, long as, as long as you listen. It's true. So, yeah. Hopefully we're achieving that. <laughs> Shane Holmes paired homes start from the 490s, 1,624 square foot duplexes with large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So a friend of the show, Panda Cat, sent me this video yesterday and he was like, you should get Beckler to watch this live on the air. Now, I sent this to you. Yes. First off, I have to preface this by saying that you're a very picky eater. Yes. And there are certain vegetables diet. and fruits that you don't really like to eat. And Panda Cat knows this. Mm-hmm. So he saw this video, thought of you, and thought you might react in a way. Uh, we've made you eat broccoli on the air before, and you've nearly tossed your cookies. Yes. Um, is there a garbage can close by? <laughs> Okay, I have the video up here. Okay, it's super quick. Just uh, let's see how you react to this, okay? It's short. It's only 12 seconds. 12 seconds. It's a dude... He's holding an overripe banana. Yeah. It's brown. Uh-huh. And he's got a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Snips the top off. Oh, my God. Oh! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Oh, my God. He cut so, the top off the banana, and he sucked the goo out of it. He eats the goo out of it. Oh! And it is the most disgust. Like, is an overripe, just disgusting... Old banana that's probably been a freezer for months, and he just takes the top oh. and cuts it off, and then he's and it's dripping out of his mouth, and then he like dis- you can see the banana deflate like a dong bag, yeah, and then he, oh my god, that it banana is-, is for baking and nothing else. Nope. No, and he just eat, which also is like, what kind of awful human? I'm glad you didn't toss your cookies, by the I way. Felt That's it. great. Yeah, I felt a, a physical reaction to yeah, that. Yeah, you that had a is... brief one, but that is just, why is somebody, why? Why oh. is this type of video? It has like 53 million views. Why would you want to be famous for that? I know. Like Top, top comment, I'm calling the police. Seriously. <laughs> like, what in your brain makes you think that I'm just going to cut the top off this banana here and just suck it all back? Yeah. Yeah, you don't oh. need views that badly, man. No, you don't. Although oh. I do realize, I was I was going to tell Panicat that you do eat bananas. I do eat bananas. So if he'd done something ungodly with like a, a broccoli or something, it might be worse for you. But I think this is worse because the banana is, is black. something that is in my diet that I'm yeah, familiar with. Fair. Yeah. This is worse. It is like fully just the darkest banana. It is fully a from a... Why would you... This man needs to be stopped. Some... 2.2 million likes. Why? People are freaks. People, oh, God. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yesterday we were talking about how the Dixie Chicks' new name is The Chicks. I'm not a fan. Nope, me neither. Bad the band chicks. name. Terrible band name. Going to see name. The Chicks. Yeah, I just, uh, no. Yeah. And then you mentioned how uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies might be the worst band name you've ever heard. Yes. And it's because it's unironic. You know, like, I think they yes. actually named themselves that thinking that was a cool <laughs> band name, which... Right, because there's so many examples of like metal bands with deliberately offensive names, yes. or like bands that their name is kind of a joke. You're purposely trying to offend, or yeah, like a joke. Yeah, ironic in some way. Like that's different, but 
calling yourself cherry pop and daddy is because you seriously think you're a cherry pop and daddy. I'm just like, my God. It's awful. Oh, geez, that's a bad band name. Friend of the show, Blair, suggested we discuss the goat of bad band names. Like, what's the worst band name And he said that, and I'm like, I think we've gotten to it. Cherry pop and daddy. It's cherry pop and daddy. But he did have some other suggestions that were pretty good. Yeah, and like some of these on his list are, I think, meant to be, like Rainbow Butt Monkeys was Finger Eleven's original name, and I think that was kind of meant to be Yes, so I was like, yeah, yeah, no. That one gets a pass because that. Hoobastank was on Blair's list. That's an awful band name. That's a bad, that's a bad uh, band name. So is Train. Yeah. Very bad band name. I always Very think bad. a bad band name is one that's difficult to like to search. Yes. You know? Yeah. If it's just too generic. Even like um, you know, a new song we're playing from Talk, yes. which I really like. Love Me the too. song. Talk is a terrible, Any, terrible band name. Those one word names, yeah, like that are bad because yeah. if, especially if you're a new band, you're like, you're not helping yourself out here because people are going <laughs> to try and search it and everything else is going like to, even just, even Bush. Bush is a bad terrible band, band name. And then Bush Real X was band. even worse. That's, yeah. Oh, you just you doubled a, down on that. You took a terrible band name oh, and you had to make man. it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yesterday suggested Moist. And I'm not even one of these people who hates the word moist. It's a bad band but name. But it's a though. terrible band name. Yeah. Awful band name. You, and then the band's also like like Panic at the Disco because mm-hmm. of the exclamation point they put in. I, I, I It makes me hate it. Like yeah. I'm like, why are you putting the unnecessary... Punctuation. Ex- yeah, like punctuation that they put. No. No. What else would be on your list? Uh, we had this discussion kind of around the office yesterday and our producer Logan suggested Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, that's a bad one. Terrible band name. Like is Darius Rucker supposed to be Hootie? I don't even know. I love Hootie and the Blowfish. Bad band name. What about Goo Goo Dolls? Terrible band. Great band. Like, why? I Terrible love the band. band. Name. That name just sucked. As I got thinking about this, I'm like, there's a lot of really bad band names when yeah. you think about it. Like Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud with two D's. They went nuts on the D's, didn't they? Yeah, like that Yeah, Puddle of Mud. That's a bad band name. Why? Terrible. My, in my opinion, the worst band name ever might be Live. Yeah. And you mentioned that yesterday, and I was like, yeah, that might that win. That band name sucks. Yeah. Good, again, decent band. Yep. But the the name Live? Just like, Live. And Why? you don't even know if, if you read it, you don't Is even know it if it's live? live or Live. Yeah. I guarantee they have been introduced as at some live. point in their career as, but please welcome to the stage, Live. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> So, we picked a terrible sorry. brand name. It, it's live. It's like it's your. That's your problem. That's your fault. And Shauna podcast. So there's a teachers convention going on downtown right now. Did you know this, Beckler? Well, the kids have school off, right? Yes. Is that why? Yes. Okay. Every school board in the city, every single one. So all of the teachers in the entire city are attending this convention downtown right wow. now. Wow. And uh, I went for a drink downtown with one of my teachers' friends yesterday. Teachers everywhere. Like it is. How can you tell? It full of cardigans and V-neck sweaters. Okay, <laughs> it, it, practical shoes, a lot of backpacks. <laughs> practical shoes practical and backpacks. Shoes and backpacks. <laughs> Guys with khakis on. It's hilarious. Like you walk around, and you're like, oh, they're they're all teachers. And I was like, I can't pull my finger on why, but you can tell. Like it'd be people crossing the street, like oh, teacher, 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 teachers. I've they're never hurt. really thought about that. Oh yeah, you probably could pick a teacher out of a photo lineup, couldn't you? Modest dressy is what it is, right? It has to be comfortable. 
comfortable enough because you're you're on your feet all day and you're running around and after children, depending on what age you're. you're but you're teaching. not wearing graphic tees and stuff. No you're graphic still, tees. Yeah. yeah. So that's why a V-neck sweater is good. Modest, dressy. A lot of floral shirts as well, like flowy floral, and then a okay. V-neck cardigan over top. There was a lot of that going on, and I was killing myself. I was just like, this is hilarious. I've never really thought about that because we've talked about the you know the unofficial uniforms of different yeah. professions. Never thought about teacher. Slightly more dressed up, but cat, but but not business attire, right? Like practical shoes. That's totally. I was killing myself too because I guess I mean the kid they're off. So yesterday, for example, they attend this convention. They don't have to teach today. Mm-hmm. So I guess things get a little rowdy downtown at oh, night. Oh really? Uh, especially ah. last night and tonight as well because everybody's already downtown and they're again all over the city. So you could live deep south and you're downtown right now. So. Uh, there's some places that I guess get a little rowdy at about 4 p.m. with the t-shirts. Good so there's, to know. There's cardigans flying off and V-necks <laughs> on stripper poles and all kinds of stuff Practical going on downtown. shoes doing what they were meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of backpacks. That's hilarious. Man, the weirdest thing is when, you, like, when you're of age and you see your former teachers out. Yeah. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. And so, you could see it in the next couple. Yeah. And if you have a thing for teachers, I mean, downtown wow. is your place right now. If you do, if you like teachers. Yep. Yep. Hey, floral sweater, come over here. Sauce on a pair of practical shoes and get down there. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. McKenna texted me from the gym yesterday and she said, this one dude keeps following me everywhere and making the loudest unnecessary noises. He's not even lifting very much weight. It's creeping me out. Oh, that's weird. She said she'd never seen him before, but every time she would move to a different part of the gym, he'd be there close by. And, what uh, are you doing, man? McKenna, right? no, she's no stranger to the gym, no. and she's not really one to imagine this sort of thing when it's not happening. So mm. if she said it was weird, I imagine it was weird. Yep. Um, she said he wasn't even like doing a specific muscle group or anything. It was just kind of whatever. Whatever was, cl- was close to her. I told her I shouldn't laugh, but I was like, that concept is actually pretty funny because people typically group their workouts into into muscle groups, right? Yeah. Like, you'll have a legs day. You'll do back. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy was just doing perv muscles. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. What are you training today? Uh, I thought I'd do creeper, yeah. <laughs> which is where I just pick a girl and follow her around and yeah, do whatever's stalker. close to her. I'm doing today. Stalker uh, muscles. Guess yeah. I'm doing hack squat now. Oh, man. <laughs> guess I'm over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Odd approach to fitness, man. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I have four super quick ones. They're ones that I've kind of come across, but they're too quick to... So sure. I'm just going to fire them off like here. A, like a lightning round of A, a lightning round. Okay. Uh, I can't count. I think I have five, four. That's okay. I, anyway. For it. Etymology. The etymology of etymology itself. This is super meta. Here we go. Ready Ology for Etymology is the study of something, right? It's So it comes from the two Greek reads, or words rather, yeah, meaning real speak is what it initially means. And then it morphs into, yeah, like the meaning of, but real speak is what etymology means, which when you think about it, makes sense, mm-hmm. right? You're getting to the bottom of things. Um, spaghetti just means twine or string. Which when you think, it's so funny because when you really think of what these things mean, you're like, oh, I'm cooking twine or cooking string. Like it doesn't sound overly appetizing, but that's where it comes from. So don't tell me that the Italian word for like twine and string is spaghetti. Yeah. Well, it all started from the same root. I don't know if they still (laughs) use it or they have some way of distinguishing it now. I hope they do. I really hope hope so. so, Because otherwise you'd be very confused, (laughs) but that's where spaghetti comes from. Um, Carnival which it, it just means 
flesh farewell. Because when you think of carne, right? Yeah. Like that would be meat or flesh. So it means buy meat, essentially, or flesh farewell. And it's because it was said to originally have been the feast and party right before Lent. When you oh, okay. don't eat meat. So Yeah, because when you think of like carnage, carnivores. Car- yeah. Buy meat. That is what carnival actually means. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first carnival. And now, yeah, <laughs> we're going to a carnival. Nope. We're going to a buy meat. That one makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, and then biceps, which you may know, but it just means two heads. Okay. Because right? yeah, buy anything with biceps. Triceps, three heads, quadriceps, so four heads. Means two heads, which is also really funny. Because again, when you think like, yeah, I'm going to work on my two heads. My two heads. Yep. Uh, just pumping some two heads over here. What about you? Well, sometimes I listen to interesting podcasts and audiobooks while I work out, Shauna. So, so I really am working on both heads there. Oh, that was, what a loser. Oh, my God. It's a meathead dad joke. Like, what is going on over Educated there? Educated meathead, as we said yesterday, though. So. Yeah. Oh, that's a 14-kid dad joke. Oh, man. It's great. Sending us off on a long weekend with that. It's good. Was there good. more? Nope. That was it. it. Oh, yeah. okay. We're ending on that. Damn. We're, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm on the snowboarding forum and this message just came up, which is really funny. It says, anyone currently headed north to Creston, BC from Idaho arriving today? I'm trying to finish this last quarter before I head south and I don't think I'm going to make it. Free Canadian grass must meet me in the next couple of hours. <laughs> And I was like, that what is a good lo- person. That is a lovely yeah, person to yeah. offer this up. Uh, what was even funnier, though, is the responses to this, because somebody was like, we we're going through that very border crossing a few a few years ago, going into Canada for about a week. My girlfriend's sister buried her weed about 10 miles from the cr- crossing. <laughs> After returning to the States, she dug it up and carried on. And then there were a whole bunch of people who were like, yeah, I did that, too. Yeah, me, too. <laughs> That's hilarious. I never really thought about that, though. I didn't either. Uh, in other words, if you go to the border right mm-hmm. now, on either side, there are a ton of buried weed everything. Products. There's a yeah. whole bunch of weed paraphernalia that's just buried along the border. It reminds me of that episode of Trailer Park Boys where Ricky's trying to cross into the U.S. and like he, within sight of the of the border, he's just firing <laughs> weed out of the window. Yeah, I can't imagine how many garbage cans around and near the border and stuff and how much how do you stuff. Find it's it, just though? full of weed. That's hilarious. Holy crap, that's funny. Yeah, about 10 Te- miles from the border on either side, you might find some Teach some your dog weed. to sniff it out. Totally. That kind of reminds me, a long, long time ago when I was quite a bit younger, I, uh, I stashed half of a left-hander in a, in a hole in a tree in the park. Yep. It was in an old primetime cigar case. Do you remember those? These yes. single primetimes used to come in like a plastic case. Yeah. And uh, then months later, it was totally dry in the city. Nobody could, none of my friends could find anything. And I was like, oh, what about that hole in the tree? We went back and sure enough, it was in there. I was like the Boo Radley of oh the park. Oh my God. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of when my mom crossed the border with a joint in her hair dryer. Yeah, was it in her, in her, in her instrument case or? It was, it was, oh, I don't know, was it? She told us, she came on the air and told us that story one time. Yeah, and uh, she didn't really, she didn't smoke weed. She didn't really know the severity of what she was doing. Mm. And then the, I guess they came on border services or whatever and was going through things. And if she had been caught with that, she would have been in jail. Just the least likely person in the world to Just get caught with even, drugs yeah, at the border. Hey, oh my God. <laughs> she should have buried it. Just like everybody else, apparently. Mom, no, no, no. You take that and you you, you bury it 10, 10 miles from the border. Bring a small gardening trowel with you and away you go. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, hey, 
What'd you learn, Shauna? So it's super quick. Um, I was just reading about how richer women tend to binge drink and have more alcohol-related problems than poorer women. However, the opposite is true for men. Really? And there's a lot of studies behind this, and I don't exactly know why, but I found that very strange. I was like, huh, why would the opposite be true for men, and why would that... Yeah, it's very odd. Could it be that like richer women... Just have more time. Perhaps. You know, just have time to hang out and go for drinks with friends and drink at the house. But why would like, that, like, you'd think if you're richer, unless it's money that you, unless you're a stay-at-home mom, like in that case, yeah. it would make sense if that was the case. But if they're working, it wouldn't. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's but probably yeah. where the divide is, is wealthy women who stay home just versus Just bored as hell and start drinking the wine. That's what I would, that's my guess. Mm. I don't know. But that that's really interesting. I know. That. There's a gender split, and it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Wow. I know. found that odd. Anyway, what did um, you learn about? I'm reading this book right now about Marianne Lajamodier. Uh, she was the grandma of Louis Riel. She was the first white woman to come west here with uh, the voyageurs, the fur trappers and traders. Yeah. And she was my, like, six times great grandma. Which is amazing. So I'm directly descended from this woman, and I'm reading this book about her. There have been several books written about her. There's been a movie made about her life. And, like, she was just unbelievably tough like the people back then she and her husband and there's a story about one of her kids I think she, I forget how many kids she had but um, she was out here in the west and all of her friends and like acquaintances were indigenous women because there were no other white women out here yeah so they were the ones who would help with the birthing and stuff but she followed uh, her husband Jean Baptiste out to hunt buffalo one time and they were staying in this little like shack or something she was the only woman there and she was very pregnant and he realized that there was nobody there to help with the birth, so they had to go back to the nearest fort, and they had to snowshoe for 65 kilometers. Holy hell. Two days after they arrived, uh, she she had the baby. So, like, nine months pregnant, she was snowshoeing across the Canadian prairies. That like, is just insane. So rugged. Um, yeah, it was just fa- it's so cool to read a, a book about yeah. someone who like, I have a, fa- a familial connection to. Well, when you so, first said that, my mom was like, I want to read that book too. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I know. It would be fascinating. So interesting. just about, And just kind of how things were around here at the time. Yeah. But this, I wanted to, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. This is one passage from the book, just kind of talking about what life was like, especially for women back then. It said, Marie Anne was not afflicted by the Victorian priggishness of the British, among who the word pregnant was never spoken in mixed company. Expectant mothers had interesting conditions holy crap legs were forbidden women never revealed theirs and if for some reason they had to mention them they were called limbs so if you were a woman wow. in the late 1700s you even say legs you wouldn't refer to your legs they that were limbs insane and books authored by males and females were carefully separated on shelves so you, you wouldn't even let the books Holy touch each crap. other if they'd been written by opposite genders. Segregated so, books. Yeah. That so is, you weren't pregnant. You had inter- an interesting condition. You didn't have legs. You had limbs. And your books better not be touching if they were written. Holy. <laughs> it's just wild, eh? That is unbelievable. That's wild. That's actually unbelievable. So the fact that she came out here with all the, the, the fur trappers at the time would have been just like unheard of. Yep. Um. I see them legs, woman. Limbs. 
Oh, look at the limbs on you. Oh, man. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.